does your Uncle Pete have more than one friend? No. Are you sure? No. Is he good at games? No. Is he good at podcasting? Yes. <laughs> uh, do you know his friend Andrew Miller? No. Who can play that game? Hey, I'm Pete Steele. And I'm Andrew Miller. And welcome to Two Can Play That Game, the podcast for people who have one friend. If you have more than one friend, this podcast is not for you. Nope, not for you. So- Shoving them out the doggy door, the yeah. little doggy door, you know what I mean? Home Alone style, putting their heads through the doggy door and just, <laughs> just squeezing <laughs> seeing if we there. fit the rest of their body up. I feel like Home Alone comes up a lot on our show for some reason. I don't know why, but uh, we I wonder about... why. I don't know. Yeah. We're just big fans. Maybe because we're 90s kids. <laughs> yeah. Andrew. Just like Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> I believe Macaulay Culkin, we just found out he's having a child. Hey. Oh, can... Lord. Why did I bring this up? <laughs> I, did, I, I think maybe I read a tweet about this. <laughs> and now I'm way out of my depth. No, uh, no, tell us more. Tell us more. So what uh what, what what's the whole situation mm, there going on? I have no idea. That's about it. <laughs> I <laughs> hope that was the tweet. I don't know. Hopefully it was a good thing. Anyway, no matter what good things going on in uh, Macaulay Culkin's life, we're wishing him the best. Absolutely. Andrew, today, <laughs> today we're reviewing the game Robin of Loxley. Are we not? Robin of Loxley is another two-player game that we will be reviewing here on our show today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, let's get right into now it. Now that is... we've gotten the now that we've gotten the Macaulay Culkin uh, update out of the way, which is of course the first segment, we're gonna move on to the next segment, which is reviewing a two-player board game. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so Robin of Loxley, and Robin of Loxley is of course uh, Robin Hood themed. If you're not familiar with the lore of Robin Hood, he, I guess he's from Loxley. Yeah. I don't know. I always thought it was Nottingham, but I guess Loxley is a place. Well, I think I think not. Right. I think Nottingham is like the larger kingdom i believe oh mm, and loxley is a town within it is my understanding but again oh. it my understanding of it goes about as far as my understanding of so, macaulay culkin's so, current <laughs> life but so the king in robin hood is not the king of england he's like a king of not is it the king of nottingham oh okay so it can't be a kingdom then that's a good point no or it's definitely sh- the king of england are Richard, because sure? it's because it literally is Richard the First. It's like oh, a, okay. it's like the actual historical king of England. Uh, so maybe. So why does he live in? Nottingham? You know, I don't know how England does stuff over and, there. And not, not. I think I think Loxley is within Nottingham's realm, basically. Okay. Whatever Nottingham is. But the king doesn't live in London. Uh, he lives in Nottingham. Uh, I or the sh- there's a sheriff, right? So they have a sheriff. It's a Wild West. There's a sheriff of Nottingham. Right. Yeah. Right. Maybe none of these. Uh, maybe it doesn't take place in Nottingham or Lock. They're just from those places, and then they're just all meeting. Okay, up. maybe, maybe, yeah. Okay, maybe Loxley. Yeah, maybe Robin Hood is just from Loxley, and but then he's goes in Sher- Nottingham. Sherwood Forest. Is it Sherwood? Is that another place? Say now we're all right. Well, I don't know. That's a forest, Andrew. That's not a. <laughs> that belongs to the animals. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but he lives in the. All right, never mind. We have since looked this up and now know. Don't tweet at us. Anyway, <laughs> well, you know, he he also becomes one with the animals, I guess. I don't know. Well, in Disney's version, he is a fox. We've covered that before on the show. That, uh, yeah, that's true. We've definitely yeah, that They're before. all animals, actually, in that one, so no humans. All right, well, you know, I don't know if you have to go that far. 
Well, no, they're they're okay. No. <laughs> Just flipping it on you, you know. <laughs> Not like that. I mean. Okay, Andrew, kind of a hot take, but okay. <laughs> they're animals. I murdered them like animals. There it is. Classic. Is your name Andrew, or is that short for Anna Anna Can Andrew. Yes, that's right. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> how, what's your thoughts on sand, Andrew? Okay, Andrew, we got to get into Robin of Loxley, which is a game that uh, was made by one of uh, my favorite designers, Uwe Rosenberg. I think you would agree. Yes. He, we already have an Uwe Rosenberg designed game in our top five, Andrew, at the time of this recording with Patchwork. Yeah. But um, well, let's find out. You know, do, do we have yet another? Are we going to have two Uwe Rosenberg entries in our in our top five? Well, only time will tell. Andrew. Andrew, but let's start with a one-sentence explanation of this game, Andrew. One-sentence explanations. So, um, I think my one-sentence summary of this game is uh, probably going to give away my feelings pretty quick on this one. Mm. Robin of Loxley is a game about Robin Hood with none of the fun parts from Robin Hood. <laughs> Okay, Andrew, I'm going to get right into my one-sentence explanation. A game that pulls off the stunning accomplishment of taking every single thing that you like about Robin Hood out of Robin Hood. There you go! Hey, we did it, Andrew. We did it. That was pretty... We're finally synchronized. That was pretty close. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we uh Well, yeah, uh you know, I I I think the cat's out of the bag here, Andrew. We're not uh, that big a fan of this game. We think that the it, it's a bit of a whiff. No. But l- let's explain to the the listener at home what uh what this game is. So, sure. there's kind of a background story. It says, you know, it says that the king and you know, this is a, a story thread that they that you find in some of the Robin Hood mythology out there. The king King Richard is gets captured when he's away on on the crusades right and he is then ransomed and in this game as robin hood you are collecting gold and treasure and goods and everything like that to help pay his ransom oh is that Um, and that's kind of like the background story Mm -hmm. yeah oh okay see the only robin hoods that i've seen are the disney one robin hood men in tights which, you know, that's a great one. Yeah. And I think I saw, like, one other one one time a long time ago. But I, the, yeah. the Kevin Costner one? I mean, we are 90s kids, so we probably did see <laughs> No, I never Costner saw one. Kevin Costner. Because that's I where s- that... You never saw it? Oh, okay. I think no. I did see it. But, of course, we're all familiar with the Brian Adams song, you know? Everything oh, right. I do, yes. I do it for you. That's from that Kevin Costner Robin Hood. Really? That's from, like, a middle school dance, in my mind. It's just, like, everybody doing the Frankenstein dance. Yeah, well, that's because your middle school had the Robin Hood-themed dance. <laughs> I wish. But uh, no, yeah, if you go back and watch the music video, it's like interspliced with scenes of Kevin Costner, like kissing Maid Marian and stuff. <laughs> but uh, so that's the background story. And the actual gameplay is there is a border track that you and your opponent are like racing along and you got to make two laps around this track to win. And the way that you advance along the track is every piece, it's a modular track. You lay down tiles, random tiles, to make up the track around the board. And each tile has an objective on it. And if you complete the objective, you advance. And um, the objectives are all based around collecting, essentially, so it kind of mixes hand management in because you're, you're actually collecting in the middle of the board. It is also modular tiles of certain one of like five colored pieces of treasure 
that right. you're collecting. And then you get, you know, if, if you have certain, you know, collections, you can do objectives. Right. So you each have a little pawn that's, uh, I guess it's a knight, technically. You're supposed to be like your Robin. You're, you're each Robin Hood. So there's two Robin Hoods in this game somehow. Right. I think I think in this game, it's it two different, um, it's like Robin Hood and his sister, I think is the idea. So is you're from right? the same family and your, your family is like in love with the king or whatever. Totally right. standing the king and... Um, right. Robin Hood and Hood's... you can't wait you can't wait to get his ransom together or whatever. And Robin Hood's sister is named Robin with a Y. Is that right? Probably. Yeah, I, I actually I, think that might be the way I, it is in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not even mm-hmm. joking. I think I read that. Yeah. That's very yeah. very clever. Um anyway. it's, a, it's clever. It's yeah. clever. Yeah. So your your pawns in the middle they they hop around in a knight's move. So like two up and one over or you know, two across and one down yep. or whatever. Um just like in chess. And you just that's all you do. You you move your piece one knight's move and whatever you land on you collect that piece and then if you are able to pass whatever objective is your your other pawn going around the um, border needs to pass then uh, then you move that along and you can move it as many times as you need to right right there so the the track on the outside that you're advancing along that you're technically racing along is represented by a meeple that's supposed to be a bard quote unquote so it's just somebody spreading the story of robin hood and they as they advance they are telling more and more accomplishments or whatever you know and um and then of course the yeah like you said the meeple in the in the middle doing all the work collecting all the treasure is supposed to be robin hood you know robbing the rich i guess so examples would be like interesting examples would be like you like you need a certain number of green you know cards in your hand tiles in your hand or you need to have a set uh set with three you know because you a collection of three uh tiles or sometimes it's also like what position your meeple in the middle needs to be like you need to be located in the corner of the board or you need to be within a knight's move of your opponent things like that yep and these tiles all that all the outside tiles we should say are interchangeable every game so you could you could change them up and and put new ones in there for the next time there is like di- different difficulty levels there's a daytime which is easier and nighttime which is harder so it's different every time you play yep. now this game that's right this game's Sounds great, right? All everything we said there, it sounds like a great game, honestly. I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm falling for it again, but yeah, I mean, we'll get, we'll talk more about it at the end if you want to hear our our true feelings on this game. Fast forward to the end, but uh, yeah, but it's well, uh, hey, well, hold on. <laughs> we need you to kind of listen to the whole thing for oh, uh, oh, okay, you know, for numbers reasons, but uh, <laughs> right, it's just uh, I just think it's just kind of. It sounds fun, but once you do it a few times, you're like, oh, this is it. It's just kind of the same thing over and over again. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, and you do need to do it at least two times, Andrew. The one last thing we didn't answer, uh, you know, uh, tell the audience is that you have to make two laps, like I said, and they, the board does not change, or at <laughs> least the track on the outside does not change between the two laps. So you are doing the same exact objectives twice in a row. Right. So yeah, you are you're going to get familiar with that current game's objectives cuz you're going to be doing them all over again, my friend. But it's just it just seems pretty simple to me like you're just hopping around like it's it's you get into a very yeah. quick rhythm. It's like, all right, knights move and then can I move? Yes or no? You know, can I move around the outside? Yes or no? And that's it. That's your whole turn. Right. There's nothing that's else. That's it. That's your turn. Nothing else. And, There's and no we special both cards the reason we both said that it it doesn't have the stuff that we love about Robin Hood is because you never really feel like you're actually 
doing the action of rolling up to somebody who's rich and stealing from them and then giving to the poor. You know what I mean? Right. It just You're just literally moving your meeple Robin Hood piece in a knight's move, landing on something and going, okay, I have this now. Can I move my barred meeple at all along the edge? I can do it one spot? Okay, cool. Oh, I can do it two spots? Okay, and now it's your turn. It just lacks, I don't know, a lot, honestly, (laughs) about what you really like about Robin Hood. There is no archery. There is no sword fighting. There is no, like, characters from Robin Hood in it. (laughs) Yeah, even the cards, the the objectives themselves have titles like um kinsmen it's like what does that mean you know what i mean it's not even like it's not even they don't even have like little stories on them where like you walked up in the dead of night to a you know a a rich person's carriage and slipped in through the back and blah 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 you know it just says like that would have been cool yeah that would be be cool right it just says like carriage robbery and you're like okay i guess (laughs) you know it's not it's it's illustrated beautifully in my opinion oh yeah that's kind of where it stops We've said this on other games, but I think, at least for me, of all the games so far, this is has the most pasted-on theme. It's like clearly just a mechanic, and then they're they're really stretching to find a theme that could be exciting, and uh, it's just it doesn't make yep. any sense. It, it doesn't have any connection to the game. Yeah, and I even I, the one thing I really like about it, honestly, is the idea of like a bard like r- racing around a track being propelled forth by by accomplishing things because it's like they have more and more stories to tell about you. I think yeah. it, at the like that little core nugget idea is really cool, but it just it doesn't it's not fun the way it's presented <laughs> in this game. It could have it could have just been done completely different. Like lose just focus on that part and develop right. that into a game somehow. Don't worry about the collecting treasure for hand management thing. It's just like that I don't know, you lose me at that. Yeah. And I think it's worth saying too, Andrew, that we are people who like collecting treasure for hand management stuff. You know <laughs> yes, what I mean? Because like yes. we, you know, we like Jaipur a lot. That kind yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? I, I've I've always liked Splendor when I play it. Things like that. So that's not even the problem in and of itself. It's just the way that it was all integrated in this. It's just not. It's just not fun. I don't know. Anyway, but we'll we'll talk about that more later. And it's especially uh, an arrow, Robin Hood arrow to my heart because I love Uwe Rosenberg as a designer. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, Agricola is one of my favorite games ever. Honestly, it might be, it's really up there for me. You know what yeah. I mean? And I've liked everything else I've played from Uwe too. Obviously, we love patchwork and stuff like that. So it's, uh, I, I know that Uwe is capable of winning my heart over. So... Right. Yeah, well, speaking of Uwe, I did a little bit of research into the history of this game. Uh, there's not much out there, mm. so I'm, I'm going hit to hit you with it real quick, uh, <laughs> unlike, some okay. other, unlike some other games. So uh, just the highlights here. This game came out in 2019, so it's a pretty new release of his. It's not published by Lookout Games, which we have all often commented as like his company, but I couldn't quite figure it out. I, I think maybe he founded Lookout Games, and now he's not as involved because like other companies have bought it. It's like they're like owned by multiple companies it's like a nesting doll okay but anyway it's published by a bunch of other people the original publisher in germany is called worm gold w y r m gold which is kind of a cool name but this was their very first game as a company that they published 
this is like their premier one. They're like, ooh. Wow, got, interesting. Yeah, we got Uwe. They're a very small publisher. They only have like three or four games, I think, at this point, at least according to Board Game Geek, where I saw this. Yeah, and you'd think like as a, if you're a publisher and the first is, and designer that you land is Uwe Rosenberg. I mean, it seems like you hit the lottery. You right, know what exactly, I mean? um, yeah. And I, I think that's... Maybe he maybe he didn't give them their his best stuff, you know what I mean, <laughs> knowing that they were a fledgling. You know what I mean? Maybe there is, I don't know. Maybe this is one of those things where they like threw a lot of money at him and he said, okay, I'll give you something. And this is what he gave him. I don't know. Well, I, I think I, I get that impression. I mean, a lot of other games, you can read all sorts of interviews where he talks about his process, about how he came up with the idea. And this one, may, I mean, I'll give him the benefit of that. Maybe just because it's new, he hasn't had a lot of time to do those interviews. But um, Yeah, and the pandemic maybe and all that. But I found like one uh, out there, and he, he really kind of didn't talk much about it. He kind of wanted to talk about other things <laughs> that I could see. <laughs> oh, I see. So I'm not sure <laughs> if he knows that it's, maybe he knows it's not his best and it's, I don't know could be but all you have to do is put his name on it and give it a catchy theme like robin hood and boom it's gonna sell you know i feel like yeah uh, i think they knew that but anyway he in the interview that i did read he said that he played chess you know as a kid and he played on this school's team and he's always enjoyed the knight's move as a mechanic in games okay just because it's kind of interesting because i never really thought about it he said you know if you have a diagonal movement or a side to side or up and down kind of movement you can if you do those movements, you often have a lot of the same options that you just had on your last turn. But with the knight's move, almost all your options are different, except for going back to from where you just started, right? So all the other options are different. Yeah. So it's like every time you move, you have a whole new batch of, of options in front of you. So it just keeps it... He thought that that was, I don't know, a fun way to move around on a board, I guess. Okay. But that's it. That's all I could get into his insight is that he likes the knight's... That's everything? <laughs> he, like, he likes the knight's move, and that's it. So I guess this was his knight's move game. And... uh interesting that, that's all he okay. that's all he liked about the game was the knight's move which i'll have to say well I, 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 <laughs> that's probably my favorite part of the game is the knight's move because i do enjoy knights in chess and i i kind of like like i don't know i just like looking at like ooh, what's what's gonna be if i move here then what's gonna be available next and uh-huh. and then if i go here so you can plan ahead a little bit that i did enjoy that part of the game a bit yeah yeah you you're know? always the kind of guy who always likes counting one up and two over or uh, or two up when <laughs> one over i've known that yeah that's that's always stuck out about you uh yeah yeah that's all i have with the history of this one it's uh it's a sad short history no i'm kidding um but anyway pete why don't you go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and review on this would you review on this okay andrew let's review on this i'm gonna go ahead and share some of the reviews that i found for this game on the wild and wonderful world of the World Wide Web, Andrew. Andrew, this person uh, gave this game a 5 out of 10, and they said, Too lucky. We tried several times to mitigate this, but it's just too lucky, honestly. Andrew, (laughs) (laughs) they've been having too much good luck since owning this game, I think. (laughs) (laughs) This game is too lucky. Yeah, I don't understand that. Okay. Uh, Yeah, it's kind of a reverse Gremlins situation, I think, where they... uh, they inherited this game, and then all of a sudden, everything started going great for them. <laughs> right, right, exactly. No, I, th- I and get they hate it, and they're like, <laughs> "We can't stand it. Everything's been going too good for us ever since we got uh, Robin of Loxley." Andrew, this person gave it a five out of ten. They said, "Nice variety with setup. 
and knight chess piece movement and options to overcome obstacles. But after playing with my daughter, I asked if she ever wanted to play again, and she said emphatically no. I can see two players adding this to their their collection, just not for us. Well, Andrew... That's interesting. Yeah. And I I think we can kind of understand where this um, child is coming from. Yes. Now I'm wondering, how does this child actually feel today, Andrew? Andrew, let's go ahead and tune in with this child. I, I'm going to get the child on the phone, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay, looks like I got this guy's daughter on the phone. Um, thankfully, she picked up and didn't screen our call. So, <laughs> hi, Andrew and I wanted to see if you ever changed your mind on that. Dude, would you ever want to play Robin of Loxley again? No! Okay, well, that was pretty emphatic, I gotta say. <laughs> it's still a no. Now the review seems absolutely 100% correct in my... Yeah, this this review is verified on Snopes. Andrew, this person gave it a 6 out of 10. They said it's a decent enough race game that makes for a nice change of pace from our usual lightweight fare. Hmm, Andrew... Uh... I think you'd agree with me that this is pretty lightweight fare. So yep. um, what's this person's usual lightweight fare? You know what I mean? Hopscotch? <laughs> the only other, I mean, the race game that comes to mind, I have two race games that come to mind uh, right off the bat. You got Candyland and uh, Shoots Ooh. and Ladders. Ooh. And, you know, I wouldn't say candy. If you eat all that candy, it's definitely not light. You're not lightweight. So uh, yeah. that's not lightweight fare. Well, okay. I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I probably, oh man, Candyland, though, is more exciting of a game to me. Well, we'll get into that later when we review the game. <laughs> We're not in our Winner review. We're in other people's game. reviews. All right, Andrew. <laughs> this person gave it a 7 out of 10. They said, fun game. Just didn't really want to keep this one. Yeah, I'm right there with you, you know? I also hate keeping fun games, you know? (laughs) The last thing I want from the games in my collection is that they're fun, Andrew. Yuck, gross, you know? Oh, wait a minute. I I just thought of another reason, Andrew, uh, why you might not want to keep this game. And it's actually uh, because it's it's what you'd call uh, not fun. Right. This person is just having trouble admitting that they didn't like the game. It's just like, well, <laughs> I just, it was it was really fun. No, I swear. It's like they're writing right to Uve. I just yeah. I just didn't I just didn't have any more room in my closet. I just couldn't. Yeah, they're uh, like I, breaking I up with the game. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously, I gave you a seven out of ten. I think it's fu- I think it's fun. I think you're super fun. You know what I mean? Uh, I just uh, there's just some reason. You know, I don't know. Just some reason I don't want to keep this thing. You know what I mean? Maybe they think that board games are, like, disposable. They're just a very wasteful person. It's like, well, I, I played it once, so I'm going to toss it out. Hey, loved the game. Had to toss it immediately because I, I was done playing it one time. <laughs> On to the next one. Just, yeah. <laughs> Andrew, this person gave it a 7 out of 10. And in the review, they say, however, most of those goals make progress too volatile, turning what could be a fun tactical puzzle into a beast of long-term optimization, trying to plan six to seven goals ahead to know which ones to skip to minimize your cost. Phew! Andrew, I guarantee that it's not necessary to do all of that analysis, my friend. (laughs) This game is not as deep as this person is making it sound. Um, I don't know, unless this person is playing, like, the chess AI computer, like Deep Blue or something like that for some reason. You know what I mean? They did bring up one thing that I think we forgot to bring up in our summary is that uh, you can pay to skip the the trials, which we we forgot to mention. That is actually a very important point about the game is if you, instead of just completing the objective, you can 
sell some of your collection for gold and then just give one piece of gold to, to Hoppa an objective. That is a very good point that we didn't bring yeah. up before. And it's another game mechanic that sounds super fun, and then when you do it, you're like, mm, nah, it's not the. Uh, it actually, it, it just, yeah, it just makes you go like, why am I even doing this then? Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, this person gave it a 7 out of 10, and they said, I really did not like this game at all. Uh, really? Because it would seem like you like 7 tenths of it from your <laughs> score. You know what I mean? Like, here's the reverse of that other one. You know what I mean? This person's like, I gave it a 7 out of 10. I hate it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you like something about it. <laughs> this person gave it a 7 out of 10. They said, Andrew, it only has one acronym. And the acronym is DIY. That is the review. Seven out of ten, DIY. And wow. now, Andrew, as you know, it stands for do it yourself. Right. So, what is this person saying that they should <laughs> do themselves with this game? You know what I mean? Like, do, do it yourself, Robin Hood. Like they're gonna, they're, they're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go steal necklaces from a bunch of ladies. Uh, maybe so. I can't think of it. Maybe they're saying, "Hey, I could have, I could have done this myself. Like, Ooh, yeah, I could have made, I could have made this game." Yes, right. They're like, seems like a real DIY game, not like something a huge designer and and budding publisher would come out with. Yeah, it could be a total <laughs> burn. And yet, still, Maybe. they give it a seven out of ten. So I don't know. I don't know. They're all these things are all over the place. <laughs> Andrew, the last one is a person that gave it an eight out of ten, and they said, "Fun and fast racing game that your non-gamer girlfriend will enjoy." Okay, oh, first no, of all, no, no, first no, of no. all, don't assume that my girlfriend doesn't game, bud. Oh, okay. Oh boy. Thanks very much, you jerk. You know, you're you bigot. Now, second of all, don't assume I have a girlfriend. Okay, you have no idea how <laughs> you got no idea how incapable of intimacy I am. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. This is that guy that dug up that that queen who played Nefetafel and was buried with the game. You remember right, that like, Viking yeah. chess, and then he was like, uh, girls can't game. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> that was that oh, guy. Oh, boy. Andrew, that was that guy. But speaking of another guy, I'm, somebody's knocking on your door right now, Andrew. I think I know exactly who it is. It looks like Kelsey Grammer, but it's not. It's Dr. Fraser Crane. <laughs> Dr. Fraser Crane. It's not actually Kelsey Grammer. It's the character that Kelsey plays, Dr. Fraser Crane. And uh, he's going to help well, us Frasier. count down the top. <laughs> what? That's Fraser. This is Fraser. Okay. That's well, Fraser is another character that Kelsey Grammer plays. In oh, our world, Andrew, it's canon. In our world, Kelsey Grammer oh. also plays Dr. Fraser Crane. It's kind of confusing. Oh, okay. But gotcha. Okay. And he's here to help us count down the top 10 phrases that you hear somebody say while playing Robin of Loxley. Number 10. Okay. Well, that's it for my turn. It's your turn. Go ahead. Number 9. I sure hope my king is killing people in the name of his religion. Number 8. Oh, and, uh, oh, my turn already? Okay. And I'm done. It's your turn again. Number 7. Here you are, Bard. Take this gold and tell the people I did some stuff I didn't do. Number six. <sighs> so, uh, this is what it's like to be Robin Hood, huh? No archery or anything in this game? Okay. All right. Number five. I, Robin Hood, love stealing from the rich and giving to the very richest person. Number four. So, uh, when does Friar Tuck show up? Number three. Don't worry, poor folks. I'm making sure the king is well taken care of. Number two. Hey, I know we're supposed to be stealing from the rich here, but the only thing that's been stolen is my time. 
Okay. Number one. I am Robin Hood, forever known as the champion of feudalism. Chess break. Yeah, that's right. It's time to take a break from moving our pieces like knights and uh, maybe move some other pieces. I don't know, Pete. I don't know if we're moving a knight in this one. We are going to continue our our ongoing chess game, and it is Pete's turn to make a move today. Okay, Andrew. Well, I'm going to stay true to Robin of Loxley, Andrew. I am going to make a knight's move. (laughs) I can't get enough of this game, Andrew. You just love the knight's moves. I I just love it. I'm going to call it the Robin of Loxley move from here on out. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, Andrew, I'm going to take my B1 Robin of Loxley and make a Robin of Loxley move up to D2, my friend. Holy smokes. Okay. What a move. What What a a move, move, Andrew. My rooks are looking at each other, which uh, I've always heard is good. (laughs) I don't know, Andrew. I'm not good at chess. Listen. (laughs) Stop pressing me. And that's, that's really it, Andrew. Why don't you go ahead and take your next turn? Uh, <laughs> you almost had me there. It's like psych. Like, yeah. A little practical joke. Yeah, no. Um, I'll be making my move uh, next week on the show. So yeah, uh, yeah. We, sorry, don't have time for that, Andrew. So that would just be irresponsible of us to make another move right now. We got to get back <laughs> to uh, talking about the great game of Robin of Loxley. <laughs> That's right. And you know what, Andrew? I uh, I'm kind of tired of talking about this game with you. I'm gonna go ahead and get someone right on the line, baby. That's right. I'm talking about. An acquaintance call in. Acquaintance call in. Okay, that's right. It's acquaintance call in. That's the time of the show when we talk to somebody who, uh, you know, many shows would refer to as a friend of the show, but for us, that's just not true. So we're going to talk to just an acquaintance, you know, just somebody that we know. So, Pete, uh, who do we have on the line today? That's right, Andrew. So today we have on the line Quentin Alexander. Quentin is an actor, a comedian, and a sword boy, uh, a sword fighter extraordinaire and choreographer as well. Quentin, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. Just uh, enjoying uh, as much as I can being uh, stuck in the house all the time. (laughs) Yes, yes. No, absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) And Quentin, I forgot to say also you are a self-described goth pirate as well, right? I've 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 often loved your your pirate get ups usually too. Yeah, I I have like a lot of pirate, you know, memorabilia and costumes and stuff like that. I have a pirate persona named uh, Gabriel Sharktooth Devin that I go to Renaissance fairs as sometimes. (laughs) And that's perfect. That's exactly why I specifically wanted to talk to you today, Quentin, because as soon as we knew that we were going to be doing a Robin Hood themed game, Andrew and I were like, ooh, uh, Robin Hood is such a presence uh, for one reason or another at Renaissance fairs. And I was like, I know exactly the person for this. Quentin is not only an awesome sword fighter and uh, has a presence all over Renaissance fairs, but is just also a terrific person. So I was like, we got to get Quentin on the line. Now, now, before we go any further here, Pete, it sounds like you two know each other really well. So I just want to confirm for our audience, uh, Quentin, we're not friends, right? You're not friends with us? No, 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 not at all. (laughs) Good, good, good. Uh, uh, That was was a close one, Andrew. You're right. We were were getting too close to being friends there for the podcast. You're right. Friendly, but not not friends. (laughs) Good, good, good. (laughs) 
Yeah, as uh, you know, as we all know, I, hey, Andrew and I can only have one friend, or else we're fired from the podcast. So right, <laughs> we just fire each other. Yeah. <laughs> now, Quentin, I know that you have a a, a history with Renaissance fairs specifically, mm-hmm. and um, this game that we're covering today essentially has no storytelling at all. So I guess I had one okay. question for you, which was that I assume. Using this game as a reference, I, I'm guessing that most Renaissance fairs have little to no storytelling as well. Is that is that true? Um, I feel like a lot of the Renaissance fairs that I've gone to have like some kind of underlying storyline that's happening throughout the day. Yeah, like going to like the, the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair out in Lancaster. There's usually like either a story that that deals with like like Queen Elizabeth the first or um, I think for a couple of years yeah because I think Queen Elizabeth the first is back for a while they were doing King Henry the eighth um, for a couple of years and they kind of like switch it up sometimes but it's it's usually like based on like a historical thing that happened to that figure in in that time period <laughs> oh I see so actually this game has lied to us yet again Andrew. <laughs> And has convinced us that storytelling has no place here. But as as Quentin is is letting us know, story actually storytelling works into Renaissance fairs pretty deeply. Okay, all right, uh, all right, that's good to know. Um, now I've been to that that Renaissance fair that you mentioned in Lancaster. I've been there before, and uh, the one thing as a kid that I always loved, of course, it goes along perfect with our show, is the human uh, chess game that they would have there sometimes. Have you ever been involved with that? Or, I mean, I think they should do every two-player board game as in human form. I think that would just be great, you know? Honestly, that's one of my favorite things to, to watch at Renaissance Fair is is the the human chess board where, yeah. where they just, like, fight each other. I actually like it more than the joust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> so already yeah, well, Andrew and I uh reviewing Joust and it's low on the list and and human chess is high for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Jousting and human chess both sound more fun than this game. So already we're we're, we're Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately that is true. Uh Quentin, have you ever um tried your hand at horseback riding? I know so that's something that's obviously mm. a very big part of Robin Hood, but also just yeah. Renaissance Fair sometimes in general. Um personally, no. I've I've always that's honestly like on my like list of things that I would like to learn how to do is to like ride a horse. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like walking out in like Wissahickon Park last month and there was there were like people out there with horses like on the trail just riding yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. They were probably big fans of this game and they were doing some uh, cosplaying of this board game maybe, you know. <laughs> now Quentin, I know that you love swords mm-hmm. and that you collect them uh, at times and yeah. uh, and it's a big part of your life and it's such a fascinating part of your life, I think, as well as as just an observer. So I, I wanted to ask you, let's say you're Robin Hood. Would you have any sort of choice for robbing the rich? You know what I mean? Oh, hmm. Um, usually... I, th- I think in like a lot of depictions of Robin Hood, aside from the classic bow and arrow, he usually carries like a one-handed arming sword, two edges um, with a cross guard, and like it could just be held with like one hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does that, and that seems like that's probably, there's probably a reason for that. Right? Oh yeah. It's, it's pretty effective. You can, you can pair that with like a shield or, or with a dagger. <laughs> A dagger, yes, 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 yes. Uh, maybe slicing open a purse, you know, taking the treasure with. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm, I like that. Pretty lightweight. You can carry it around. Now, um, in this game specifically, Quentin, um, for one reason or another, they chose to 
uh, wrap in the piece of Robin Hood lore where the king is away on the crusade and gets captured and uh, is ransomed. And uh, and they talk about how Robin Hood just is absolutely in love with the king for some reason and is trying to like <laughs> raise money for his ransom. So I, I guess my question for you, Quentin, is how often at, at a Renaissance fair does Robin Hood's you know love of Catholicism come into play and the crusades in general? <laughs> I feel like it doesn't really come up a whole lot at Renaissance fairs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially these days, I would assume most Renaissance fairs probably want to steer clear of, like, worship of the Crusades, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's honestly kind of a weird choice, I feel like, that this game decided to even mention it. <laughs> yeah. Interesting fact about about the whole, like, robbing from the rich to give to the poor thing. The actual impetus for the taxes being raised, because, like, in a lot of, like, Robin Hood lore, like, the taxes are always getting raised and everything like that. It was actually to pay the, the king's ransom. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> of course. Inst right. Instead oh. of just getting a new king, they were like, oh, make everyone pay more money to get the one guy back. That's great. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and that's something I feel like is missing from this game. Just that you don't even, you never even, he doesn't even give the money to the poor. He, 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 just, he like gives it to the king, essentially. It's just like, come on. Yeah. That must have been retconned at some point. You know, somebody was like, hold on, let's change <laughs> yeah. this around and be Robin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's given it to the poor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, Quentin, the normal person that comes to a Renaissance fair, do you feel like they are carrying, like they come to watch you? Are they carrying treasure? Are they carrying jewels, maybe gold? Um, I mean, like I've had like a couple of people like give me tips. <laughs> so they and you do didn't have. have to steal it. They gave it to you. Yeah, they just gave it to me. Yeah. Was it in the form of precious jewels or gold bracelets or anything like that? I think the most I've gotten was like maybe like a $5 bill. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, Quentin, I know that you are running specifically and you have run before and will run again. Um, nightlife, hashtag nightlife, which is a, um, well, explain it to me. Now I know it's, it's a nightlife based drag and song and every piece of nightlife entertainment all wrapped up in one, but it has kind of like a Renaissance fair type theme, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I developed this idea with my friend CJ Higgins. It was, it was actually at the beginning of the, the pandemic last year, and we were both kind of lamenting that oh, I guess, I guess the Renaissance Fair is probably going to be closed this year. We probably won't get to go out there. And I said to them, like, hey, I have this idea for like a virtual Renaissance Fair that people can just like watch on like a Facebook live stream or something like that. And um, yeah, and, like they really liked the idea. We like planned it out. We sent out casting and we basically asked, you know, hey, like if you have like any kind of act, like whether it's like drag, burlesque, stage combat, comedies, dancing, what have you, like, you know, fill out this form. Um, we'll like do like the casting and everything like that. And then it's, yeah, and it, it's in two parts. There's like a artisan hour at the beginning um, where we have people that have their own sort of like local businesses um, talk about, hey, this is how I make, you know, this like, you know, we have people that have made like resin art, um, people that paint, people that make jewelry and, you know, they'll come on and talk about like how they how they make their wares, which is a, a staple of Renaissance fairs, which is something that I wanted to have. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's all about like you know, craftsmanship and like doing things yourself and, and being able to buy those things, you know, directly from the artist. And then like the second half of the, of the event 
is the performers um, and they come on and they, they do their thing. We have them send in like a video and, and that's just like part of the show and everything like that. And it like just plays out. But yeah, we've, we've done, we've done two shows um, since last year. We're coming up on like the third um, event that's going to be on like May 1st. I don't know when this is going to, to air. But... It already happened on May 1st. <laughs> uh, yeah, this might come out a little bit afterwards, but it, it, oh, okay. is there a way that they can access uh, perhaps like footage of it? or? Uh... Oh, yeah. Um, you can find it. Um, this is this is a event that's produced through the Humminbards Theater Troupe. That's uh, Humminbards spelled H-U-M-N-B-A-R-D-S. We have it on uh, Facebook um and also on our uh, youtube page so after the show is like over you can still go back and and watch that that footage and we'll probably have another one probably like later in the year like in fall mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i love it i love it yeah uh, i'm trying to think of what a good like maybe uh, i now I, i'm hoping not that i'm not stealing anybody's thunder that uh has maybe done a robin hood piece yet or is doing one in the upcoming night, um I, I mean i haven't seen one yet oh so it, it, hey. it, it could be it could be other you two hmm. you know interesting let's i'm trying to think of what that would be right now maybe we should brainstorm a little bit because i wonder if there's a way i guess this would this part would only be possible in person right but i i would love the idea of somehow you could steal riches from somebody i don't know how you would do that honestly this is now already a bad idea because we shouldn't be stealing it. but like um hmm, maybe we like throw riches out to people in the crowd and then oh yeah comes and steals it or something like that and then gives it to the to the less yeah. fortunate hmm. oh i was just thinking about like just pointing a knife at, at like the camera and yes. saying like hey send the money to this venmo account <laughs> yes. wait that is that is a great idea we're just being like you're this is a robbery this is i am robbing <laughs> hey it's a virtual robbery right now <laughs> Have you ever done any archery, Quentin? I did. I was, I remember the first time I ever did archery, it was actually in junior high school gym class. Mm. Whoa. Yeah. It was a little dangerous. For, uh, they didn't do that in my public school. That's for sure. Somebody yeah. It was a uh, pre, pre 9-11 world. You could, <laughs> you could have weapons at school. Um, but yeah, like we, we had in like the gym, there were just like the, the targets and we could shoot at them. I was really bummed out when we got to high school and they didn't have it anymore. So <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I think honestly, I think I did it in high school, but it was really? extremely bad for like one day out of the entire four years of high school. Mm. And I think the code, I think the PE teacher or whatever was just like, all right, we got to do this. Let's just do it. And then like everyone was very bad and they were just like, all right, time's up, get out. You know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> there was no like development of skill or anything like that. So you weren't uh, with Robin Hood always like shoots it at the same arrow and splits it in half. That's the one I remember from the classic one Robin Hood thing. And another classic Robin Hood thing, Andrew, that's not even in this game. Right. Have archery at all. You can't, you can't split an arrow in half. Oh, can't, and can't even no shoot an arrow. Of it. We can't, can't wait. No archery. What no archery in the game? <laughs> what can you do in this game? I'll tell you, Quentin, there's literally one thing you can do, which is you move your piece in the the fashion of a chess knight piece um Uh so you just move in an l and then you land on a piece of gold or treasure and then you just have that and you collect it and then you advance along a track and hopefully you 
beat the other you get to a destination first it's just like <laughs> that sounds really disappointing it's disappointing is definitely a good word for it for sure which is why my mind's like immediately like is there a better way to do robin hood yes is the <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> always also, yeah. and like what would that look like specifically in that in your in your nightlife setting know what i mean yeah. Um, hmm. Archery, archery at a at a nightlife show might be a little too dangerous, though. Uh, well, I mean, everything is pre-recorded, so you could take it out True. to a to a field and just you know have the camera filming you like shooting some some targets. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. You have to put some sort of entertainment spin on that, though. I feel like it. just shooting targets is not fancy enough for me. We need some sort of like uh, you need you need somebody at the other end. You're shooting something off of their head or something yeah. like that. You know, or like a really really dope soundtrack. Oh, that's all you need. Perfect. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. What now? What instruments would you be going? Classic instruments? Are we playing the lute? Oh, the um, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. That just reminded me of uh, the first time we did nightlife. We had someone on on the on the show that did knife throwing, and Whoa. they had like this really awesome like heavy metal soundtrack, and uh, they were like th- like throwing knives at like different targets, and like I think at one point he did like a backflip and like threw a knife. Yeah, and I was like, oh, oh wow, this is awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I I'm glad that we took this break, Andrew, reviewing this game to talk to Quentin because now we're talking about awesome stuff. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yes. guys doing backflips and then throwing knives. That's cool. Yeah, I'm for sure yeah. going to be tuning into Nightlife. Yeah, and and never playing this game again. So That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, Quentin, at these Renaissance fairs, have you ever had any interaction with any Robin Hood? or any Robin Hood themed things happen in there? Actually, I haven't really seen many Renaissance uh, Renaissance fairs use Robin Hood. Um, I think the New Jersey fair uses Robin Hood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not sure on like, like the well, things that they would make him do. Well, because I looked it up before we did this and Pete was saying, Oh, we, we have, uh, you know, Quentin's involved in Renaissance fairs. And I'm thinking Robin Hood, I looked it up. Robin Hood actually is from like the Middle Ages. So technically it's not even Renaissance. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) he's like sort of like uh, pre-Renaissance because the Renaissance immediately followed the Crusades. And like the the Crusades weren't yet over uh, at that point. (laughs) Yeah, Because they still had the king. (laughs) <laughs> yes, right, exactly, right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny. It's kind of like a, what do they call that? A, uh, it's not an amount. Um, an anachronism an of, uh, yeah, where you have time? like something from a different time period in a different yes. time period. It's like like steampunk, but like exactly. right, even yeah. further back. <laughs> yes, it's now, actually, oh, now you got me thinking steampunk about steampunk Robin, Robin Hood. Hood. Yeah, no, oh, no. boy, uh-oh, now we're talking. <laughs> um see some of those see some of those merchants you know on the first uh half of of nightlife they probably outfit you with some steampunk robin hood yeah, stuff for sure definitely mm. now that's what that's going to be our angle okay we're, we're going to be on nightlife we're okay. going to be doing steampunk robin hood it's it's right right <laughs> Sign us up. and in the and in the first portion of the show we buy the costume and then we put it on for the second portion of the show and then we're steampunk yeah <laughs> right that's exciting it's very exciting yet another yet another you know, way of doing Robin Hood that's more exciting than this game, Andrew. <laughs> Quentin, it was great to have you. Yeah. Um, and um, so once again, um, hit us up with, with, with Nightlife, where they could find, like, you, the next information on, like, the next show or where they might be able to uh, to view footage of a previous show. 
Yeah, it's the uh, hashtag nightlife renaissance fair. It's going to be this coming up one. It's going to be uh, on May 1st at five o'clock. For if you happen to miss it this time, you can always find information on it on the uh, Hum and Bards uh, Theater Troupe you know, website, as well as our Facebook page and uh, Instagram page. That's Hum and Bards, H-U-M-N-B-A-R-D-S. Awesome, awesome. And Quentin, how can they find you specifically, your own personal stuff? Do you have me, socials and things like that? Yeah, me specifically, you can find me on most uh, social media under uh, QJ Alexander. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Handles on social. I love it. Nice. Well, Quentin, thanks so much again for joining us. It was a real pleasure having you. Uh, and I think we got some. I think we got some ideas cooking uh, to try to improve on um, <laughs> this 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 actual depiction of of Robin Hood in a in a better way. So this is. I knew I knew we could count on you. Okay, thank you so much for having me. I, I feel like we're becoming friends. Whoa, oh, well, oh, then no. we better I sign off quick. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See you, Quentin. All right, bye. Well, that was great talking to Quentin. It's always a pleasure to talk to them. Uh, Andrew, I got something that's maybe not so much a pleasure. I'm talking about a bad pitch. Bad pitch. Okay, so bad pitch, uh, for all you baseball fans out there, this is the time of the show when Pete is going to pitch this game as if he were the creator, as if he were Uwe himself, to uh, to me. I'm the president of the board game company of who makes board games. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm not going to try to be Uwe because I don't want to do him so bad, you know what I mean? Because oh, I, I appreciate everything else he's done. But I'm just going to be um, hmm, an avatar. <laughs> uh, a James a James Cameron's avatar of, of Uve Rosenberg, let's say in this case, so you know what I mean. You're like you're like Uve, but you're you know taller and bluer, and uh, you can yep. put sexier. Your pony, you can attach a ponytail to horses. Okay, that's it. right. To to do well, let's not get into that. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. okay, all right, this all right. Is a, okay. This is a family okay. show here, Pete. Okay, all right, all right, Andrew. So let's just say I walk I walk in through your door, but I got to duck my head down because I'm extremely thin and tall, you know. <laughs> Um, and blue and i duck in i duck into your room and i uh you know sit across two of your human chairs you know (laughs) and i say to you i go i go hey thanks for having me today now what's the main thing everyone knows about robin hood oh probably uh the action the uh the archery the sword fighting the the stealing from the rich and giving to the poor that kind of thing yeah, okay, all right, well, here's my question for you. What if uh, he stole from the rich, but uh, gave to the bailout a king who got caught killing Muslims in the name of Christ? Huh? Yeah, this sounds a little bit uh, offensive. Uh, not... Well, well, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't realize, you know, I'm in, you know, I can't. This is America. I didn't realize I can't have freedom in here, you know? I'm one of those guys. I didn't realize I was going to be censored, you know? Right. And, well, you're, well not, you're, not being, okay. you're not being censored. I'm just uh, saying it's not necessarily Okay, great, well, I'm maybe being silenced and censored, actually, is what's happening here. And it's no, kind of no, like, it's kind of like uh, you, know, uh, you know, our forefathers would have, you know, probably. It's just, anyway, I'm not going to get into that now. It, it's just you know? my board game company in the free market that I can choose what to do with. But that, that's cool. All well, right, you're being actually, actually, this is kind of a witch hunt already. Kind of, you're kind of... <laughs> Oh, okay. Now, 
what if what if Robin Hood? Let's get back on track here. I'll give you a second chance. What if Robin <laughs> Hood <laughs> never gave a single coin to the poor? Huh? How did, how would you like that? Uh, that's uh, in this game. He in this game, not a single poor person gets a single coin. That's kind of not the point of the story. I I always thought at least, but um, okay. What uh, I get? Uh-huh. What, what, what is the point of this game? Go ahead. Okay, you're looking for more. I'm glad we're on the same page here. Now, what if he's also a guy who bribes people now? You can just bribe people to get ahead. That's that's Robin Hood now. Are you good with that? Yeah, no, this guy sounds like a bad guy. I don't know. It's always He's always kind mm-hmm. of an ant. I don't know. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Well, maybe I just haven't explained him well enough, okay? And and I haven't explained, uh, you know, all of his friends. You know, uh, you know how everybody likes the Merry Men, you know, like Little John and such? Yeah, yeah, everybody loves the band of Merry Men. Yeah, yeah, we never mention them at all in this game. They're not even around. They're not. We could have easily, and we don't. Okay, sounds like you didn't put a lot of thought into this theme. Um. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. I, no time for thinking, only time for making the money, my friend. Now, don't worry. Don't worry. I hear, I see, I hear a little bit of worry in your voice. We're going to fill the game with exciting objectives to complete, okay? Doesn't that sound good? Yeah, it does. Okay. They're going to have uh, titles like the following, you know what I mean? And also no explanations for them. Uh, they're going to be titled things like Two Houses, Kinsman, Small Fry, Dead a Night, Specialist, Market. Okay, but, but what are these... What, what do they mean? I know. These titles are so good. We actually don't need any storytelling elements behind them at all. You're exactly right. <sighs> we thought the same thing, you know? Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, how about this? The cherry on top, the gameplay. This is going to be the main thing that hooks you, okay? Uh, okay. I'm already confused, but go ahead. Okay, you just hop around the board each turn, and you grab one piece of loot for your collection, and when you have... A certain amount of things in your collection, you go forward. Wow, this game sounds very bad. Uh, I did. You did mention that you hop around on the board. I just got to ask, what shape are you hopping around in? Okay, well, now, this is uh, honestly kind of a secret, so don't share this with anybody else. But you're going to be moving your piece in an L shape. All right, now we got a deal, baby. I love this. <laughs> Well, that's great because, uh, and as I'm walking out the door, I go, that's great. I'm glad you're on board. Hey, by the way, I saved the best for last since I know that you like everything that I said so much so far uh, in the game. You actually do everything, the exact same thing twice in a row. Okay, see you later. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's the same exact game twice. You just go around the same, you do all the same objectives twice in a row. Bye. <laughs> wait, what? What? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> And that was a bad pitch. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Pete, uh, don't look now, but I think I see... I just saw something flying through the air. Oh, don't worry about that, Andrew. Those are just those are just my, my clay pigeons. It's time for a skeet shoot. Skeet shoot. Oh, skeet shoot. You mean that old... Uh, no, this is actually a new segment. Uh, that new segment where we're going to be... Uh, you know, we're out there on the range, we're all out of clay pigeons, and we got an itchy trigger finger, right? That's right. That was that that clay pigeon that we saw, Andrew, that was my very last one. And I gotta shoot something, you know what I mean? So I uh-huh. guess our question is, what part of this game are you tossing in the air and blowing the kingdom come, Andrew, huh? <laughs> well, I know exactly which part of this game I am going to be uh, shooting, uh, and it's gonna be the box itself. Wow. 
Just the box, the front cover of the box, maybe the back cover too. Now, just that and uh, just the just the cover of the box. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to have the things in it. It can, but here's why: because uh, the cover is what infuriates me the most. Because not not that the artwork the artwork is great. You know, I have no problem with what the box looked like. In fact, I love the box. That's the problem, though, is that I love the box. It's a whole bait and switch. The artwork looks great. The theme, yeah. hey, seems exciting. The yeah. game looks exciting on the front. You got people riding on horses. Yeah. Even the name of the developer, Uwe Rosenberg. Oh, my gosh. I am buying this game. Just take my money. I know. And uh, nope, game sucks. So uh, that, me and that that box, we got to we gotta score to settle here. Right. You don't want anybody else to fall prey in the same way that you did. So you're taking out all the boxes, you know, rolling up to Target and just... <laughs> <laughs> right. Dumping all Everyone's... the pieces out on the floor and st- stealing all the boxes. Andrew, what I'm going to shoot out of the sky is I'm tossing up and aiming right at the reverence of Crusaders in this game for some reason. <laughs> now, we touched on it with uh, with Quentin there, but uh, they really just didn't need to put that part of the story in this game you could have just said robin hood is a guy that steals from the rich and give to the poor and you could have made the game all about that and instead they specifically have like the story like the background story to this game printed up on the instructions in the front and so they they decided someone made a decision that they were like you know what robin hood in this i want to make sure that everybody knows he loves the king. The king is currently on a, on the Crusades, and Robin Hood is very sad that he got captured while on the Crusades, and he is raising money to break him free. You know what I mean? It's just unnecessary amounts of reverence for these Crusaders, basically. Well, and not to mention that many versions of Robin Hood have since kind of changed that storyline a bit. Yeah. And so you could have done that for this very new game. Yeah, but yeah, they didn't. They didn't. They even go so far as to they refer to King Richard as like a great guy or something like that. And, and they're like, they're like, the good and great King Richard is out on the crusades. And it's like, okay, hold on. Because you didn't have to say that. And you know what I mean? Like, you didn't have to in the same sentence say the this great guy is out, you know, <laughs> out to kill Muslims in the name of because the Pope said to do it. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems unnecessary baby well, so i'm gonna get it out of there back out see here's your problem pete is that um you always read the entire instruction manual whereas i do I, I do i usually skip all that flavor text in the beginning and i just go right to how you actually play the game so i that didn't seem to stick with me as much because i didn't read that part we ran into i'm the over here in with, flavor like, text town right we've run into this problem before i think with targi and other games like that where it's like oh, the theme of this doesn't even seem quite right but uh yeah you know, that's why i just don't just don't read okay that's yeah that's just the moralist story. just shut your eyes andrew just shuts his eyes and wanders <laughs> right to right to step one you know what i mean of the, right. of the instruction booklet <laughs> exactly um but no you uh, your point is valid they could. Oh, thanks. They thanks, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, have you taken a look outside recently? Uh, no. Hold on. Let me. Whoa! Holy moly! There's a bunch of zombies out there. This can only mean <laughs> one thing. Okay. What would that be? <laughs> that we are officially post-apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic. 
Yeah, it's time to get post-apocalyptic, Andrew. The world is done. There's one copy of this game left, and then you and I are fighting over this game for our tribes. What weapon are you bringing to the fight, Andrew? You know, how far are you going to go to secure this game? What are you doing? Well, I thought about this, and I thought, oh, I should go with some sort of Robin, like I'm going to bring a Robin Hood sword or something like that. But no, I'm going to bring a dagger. I'm going to bring a dagger, and Mm. here's why. Here's why, because... um, when you see Robin Hood, at least in the Disney version, like I said, that's my main reference with Robin Hood. Robin Hood fights with a sword, but Little John, who is a big man, has a little dagger, and he's fighting with the dagger. Oh. And I always thought that that was weird as a kid, but I just accepted it. Like, oh yeah, a person with a dagger can fight fight against somebody with a long sword. I guess it makes sense. Peter Pan does it, you know. But as <laughs> now I'm starting to think about it, and I'm thinking, huh. That doesn't really make sense. I don't think you'd last very long with a dagger versus a sword. So um, I don't really want yeah. this game that bad. Your, so yeah. So oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bust out a whole sword. You know, I'm gonna keep you, the sword at home. Are I'm you bring- saying, Andrew, that you would sooner die than own this game? <laughs> so you're just gonna go to a you're right, gonna but, go to a sword fight with a dagger and just let them kill you? <laughs> right. But much like a uh, much like a Klingon, I want my death to be honorable. So at least I'm gonna bring something and pretend like I. I, I just you know I just got yeah. tricked by Robin Hood, the Disney. Yeah. Disney's Robin Hood, and I thought that I could use a dagger to fight with. Yeah, good point. Well, here's the thing, Andrew. You've uh, you've uh, <laughs> you've looked right past un- one other solution, which is simply to live and not take the game. Oh, <laughs> and so uh, in this, in what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be bringing a trebuchet to this fight, Andrew. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah huge piece of war machinery, right? But here's the thing: it's just so that in case I do win it. I'll just load the game into the launcher on the trebuchet, and then as you're walking back to your tribe going, ooh, that was easy. Actually, I didn't have to even take that game at all. I just <laughs> pull the cord, and it launches it hopefully right into your arms. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you're like, gosh darn it. <laughs> it just I'm just holding my dagger up in victory, and it just like sticks right on there. You know? Like, oh, yeah, exactly. Man. Oh. Or maybe, or maybe I take it, I aim it all the way back to your house or whatever, and it goes through your front window, and you walk back in your house, and you go, nah. <laughs> right, I'm just like, just sitting down with a nice cup of tea, uh, post-apocalyptic tea, and I'm just sip it, sipping it, you know, and uh, yeah. comes right through the window and knocks it out of my hand. <laughs> nah. Cla- classic, yeah, like a Dennis the Menace. Uh... Yeah, right, like you're delivering the newspaper, yeah. Yeah, through your window, and yeah. <laughs> You're like, Pete! Yeah. (laughs) That's another Star Trek reference. Con! You know. (laughs) Well, Andrew, that was post-apocalyptic, and that can mean the end of the world means the end of the podcast. We gotta ask ourselves, Andrew, two could play this game, but should they? Two could play this game, but should they? Oh yeah, it is a shame we are winding the podcast down here, but we do have this question to ask. How sure are you that two people should play this game from zero to 100%? So 100% would be hitting that arrow right on the bullseye. Right. Zero would be, uh, I don't know, not being Robin Hood. I don't know. Hitting your own mother in... (laughs) her tush (laughs) you know as she you know all right andrew i'm gonna give this one 32 percent i am 32 percent sure that two people should play this game andrew why why i guess it's 
Okay, all right. I guess it's not the worst thing in the world, but boy howdy, it is far from the best thing, Andrew. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to put it completely down in the dirt at like, you know, in the single digits or anything like that. I'll play it. I guess if somebody like really wanted to play it, but uh, but man, we certainly didn't have fun playing it. You know, I mean, honestly, Andrew, oftentimes we just mimicked each other's actions in this one. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd skip the tiles that you skipped, and vice versa, um, right. because they because we would just skip the hard ones. You know, bribe our way through the hard ones, and then we would just eventually collect the ones to get to the other ones. We oftentimes just caught up to each other left and right. It just didn't even seem that exciting to race each other around the board. Honestly, all of the objectives were based on just having a different amount of tiles, which to me is, I don't know, it's just kind of boring. Like I said, for some reason, Jaipur, you collect a bunch of different things and it's extremely exciting. There's tension. It's great. It's fun. I don't know exactly how it doesn't translate in this one, but it just doesn't. It really just seems like a slog to have to move your pieces around, collect these treasures, and just be like, all right, do I have enough to go ahead yet? I do? (laughs) Great. Or or I don't? Great. Uh, Who cares? You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And that second lap, man, the fact yeah. that it's exactly the same as the first, it's like, come now. Really? You know, they, you don't want to do anything else? It, it's like, Uwe, come on, be real with me. You're a great designer. You didn't want to do anything to change the second lap, you know what I mean? No yeah. no, no raising of stakes at all, nothing like that. There are enough tiles, too. You could have. You could, yeah, There's I mean, enough you tiles. You, you have, have extra done... ones that you don't use, and you use them yeah. theoretically next time you play, if you do play. Again. Yeah, you could like make them get double the second ra- time around. You can flip the tiles to the other side, and there's something else. Any Anything could would have been better just to mix it up. It's just really crazy to me that he was like, yeah, and then I guess make them go around again i don't know you know what i mean and honestly andrew at some point during this game when we were playing i literally said to you i was like i feel like i could spend time planning ahead to like make these more like optimized moves or something but i don't want to right i mean i don't even want to expend the brain power on it it just didn't i don't know it just didn't i and and like you I went into this going like, this is going to be really good, I think. I, I love Uwe, I, and the, the, the illustrations look great, and the pieces look cool, and let's do it. You know what I mean? So it was really, yeah. really disappointing. And, come on, uh, you know me. I want my Robin Hood stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. I definitely, oh, you know, I don't want him bailing the king, at, you know, out of being uh, in the Crusades or whatever. I, I just, that's that rubs me the wrong way as well. You know what I mean? It's like... All you have to do with Robin Hood is say that he's stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. That's it. You know what I mean? And yeah. and then go from there. That's good. So it's kind of like the you can't uh, do it, Andrew. It's kind of like this has happened several months ago now. But the uh, the Robin Hood app, same thing. They uh, it turns out they weren't on the <laughs> the common yes common right. person side. They were with with the rich king all along. Tur- you know? It turns out they were a huge cog in the wheel of capitalism, right? <laughs> and not not so much. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you know, I mean, there's just a, I think there's just way too much that I dislike about this game for it to be any higher than this. But uh, I mean, there has some things going on. You know, what I mean, it's definitely for me. It goes above a lot of the things that we have really really down there you know like guess who's and the connect fours and the battleships and stuff like that but man not by much literally by like a point or two you know what i mean in some yeah. ways so yeah well what about you you gave it 30 i gave it 99 percent. no i'm kidding uh <laughs> you, you gave it 32 i'm right there with you i said i said 28 so i, I don't yep. know it's basically the same thing i uh yeah i don't know you said it all i just think that they could have added some sort of 
more flavor text to these tiles. Not to mention the tiles, the writing on the tiles is very small. It's hard to see from like across the table. You know, you got to yeah. zoom way in there. I was thinking about this. I think this game would make a great kids game, you know? And that's, okay. what, that's what I think. I think it is. I would have loved this game when I was like eight, you know, because it's, yeah. just, it's just enough thinking uh, where you can think ahead a couple moves and and you have to plan ahead, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, it's just, it's not... Um... I don't know. It's not. That. I'll tell you what, though. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm not convinced you would like this when you're eight. And here's why. Okay, <laughs> just like, <laughs> just like being a, <laughs> being a devil's advocate for you saying that you'd like it as an eight year old. But seriously, here is why, though. And I think uh, remember when you brought up Candyland. Yeah. Candyland, you love as an eight year old because it's bright and vibrant and has a bunch of candy muck monsters and candy people on it and stuff like that. Right. Right. And that stuff's great as a kid. You know what I mean? Um, you could just you could just show a kid the Candyland board, and they'd be like, "All right, I'm cool for a while. That's that's cool. Uh, I I got my fix." You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the kind of theme of this one and the illustrations and stuff are maybe a little too adult for uh, kid to catch a kid's interest. You know what I mean? So yeah, but I, don't the, know. I guess you're right. Uh, you need to change around the theme. Well, changing around the theme might make sense anyway. But like the mechanic yeah. of it, even just the mechanic, any theme on this, the mechanic just is so repetitive, and it's just so there's not very many options. Um, yeah. Every turn, so it's just kind of like you're just waiting for the next thing. You know, you're waiting until yeah. you get enough pieces. That's that. It just reminds me of a kids game that way. And I, I yeah. Think it, well, you know. and you were also just like, let's face it, probably a super weird eight year old, probably going oh. in, you know, walking into the kitchen uh, or the living room or whatever, and and looking at your mom and going, I actually enjoy the mechanics of this of this game. You know what I mean? And your mom going, what? the heck are you talking about you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah uh, certainly i was weird when i was eight and yeah. not weird when i was 18 28 and <laughs> yes luckily you've life. shed that by now yeah <laughs> right you're but, you're still you're you're still walking into the room on uh you know on easter sunday or whatever going father i enjoy the mechanics of this game <laughs> yep you know me <laughs> Uh, and then we get into discussion about the Crusades or whatever. Yeah, no. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. No, yeah, kidding. Yeah. Thanks, kidding. Thanksgiving. Talking talking about the Crusades on Thanksgiving with your family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. That's that's the kind of family we are. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Sorry, I'm kidding, Dad. Uh, so <laughs> I I gave it a 28. You gave it a 32. We gotta check up on our big old leaderboard and see where this one falls. Leaderboard. Okay, so uh, on our leaderboard, of course, we are going to uh, average out our two scores, 32 and 28, would give us a score of 30. So we are officially 30% sure that two should play the game of Robin of Loxley. Ooh, wow. Okay, well, so that's, um, you know, it, it's five points above Connect Four, which we have at 25% sure that two people should play that one. Mm, uh, no, but I'd about... Let... I'd much rather play Connect Four than Robin of Loxley, I'll tell you that. Really, really, really. Yeah. Hmm, man, it's close. I gotta say. Uh, I but I man, I uh, I'd rather you gave, move. You gave it a zero. You gave Connect Four. Yeah, a zero. Connect Four. <laughs> I did give a zero. It's close. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I'm just gonna. <laughs> I feel like you were just you were just angry at Connect Four for some reason there's, that day. Well, no, there's just there's no theme at all with Connect Four. I I, I like yeah, I said, but... I like the I like the illustrations of Robin of of Loxley. Oh. So it's like if I gotta be looking at that, I'd much rather look at the illustrations of Robin. Right. Loxley than the just the I'm Connect not, Four board. I'm just general, not you know as I mean? I'm just not as into art. I'm not. I, I never walked around. Yeah, you're kind of a uh, philistine. Right. 
Andrew, it's also 24 uh, percentage points below Nefetafel, which is the, the the one right above it. Um, so it's you know this is we're slowly bridging the gap between the games that are kind of in the garbage heap and the games that are yeah. in the in the middle. It's getting closer now. It's uh, I can see the the above 50 percenters kind of fusing with the below 50 percenters, and this one mm-hmm, is getting getting mm-hmm. a little too close. So yeah, I think <laughs> it's a nice place for it though. I think that fits well. It's like it's like yeah, not total garbage, but it's not a good game. Yeah, this is where it this is where it deserves to be. I I, I yep. agree. Uh, if you want to check out our full leaderboard and see the games that were actually good on there, uh, you can check out our our Tumblr. It's uh, all right up there at two can play that game podcast.tumblr.com. And actually, I recently Googled our podcast, and you can find most of our stuff when you just Google two can play that game podcast. Uh, it all pops up now, so that's pretty cool. Wow. Um, just had yeah. to bribe Google like Robin Hood does. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. To pass the Google uh, tile, we just had to pay a gold coin or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it mostly pops up there. There's also that movie called Two Can Play That Game, which pops up a lot. But if you put in the word podcast, you'll, you'll find us. Right, you got to include the word podcast because otherwise you get the Vivica A. Fox movie. Yeah, we should probably Which watch also, that. Which also, yeah, you should bonus. probably, all, I mean, you know, feel free. That, I mean, also watch that. But then, all, you know, make time in your day to both watch that and listen to us. You know what I mean? Oh, we should talk about this off mic, Pete, but maybe that's a good bonus episode. We should review that movie. Ooh, I like this. Hold yes. us to it, listeners. All right. <laughs> Andrew, also, if you want to hold us to anything, you can find us on Twitter at uh, Two Play That Pod, and you can find us on Instagram, Two Can Play That Game Podcast. Yes, you can. And uh, Pete, I'm about to hold you to something right now. Okay, I- I'm about to hold you to the the hot coals of this hot question. Are we cool? Are we cool? Okay, Andrew. So after playing this game, are we still cool? As friends, you know, how, how many yep. points did our friendship go up or down? About to put you in the hot seat. About to put you in the uh-huh. cool seat. The cool seat About on to this put one. me in the cool seat on this one, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think, Andrew? Uh, I said a big old zero on this. It doesn't, this was a boring game, and uh, we could talk a little bit during this game because you don't have to think that much, I guess. But um, yeah. it was <laughs> not a fun experience. I'd much rather play other games with you. So yeah, pretty, pretty neutral. I'm saying zero percent. Okay. Yeah, we could talk about stuff on this one, Andrew, while we're playing it. Uh, But unfortunately, what I found that we did talk to each other about most of the time was how much we were not enjoying the game. So (laughs) uh, I said that we went down two points, Andrew. Oh, no. Yeah. This is the kind of one where you kind of leave and you go, all right, well, see ya afterwards. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. So so we're now enemies. We're kind of like Robin and uh, the Sheriff of Nottingham. Sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'll be the sheriff, you know what I mean? You can go ahead and be uh, Robin Hood. Oh, thanks. Who was who played the... Oh, because I can be Alan Rickman. Wasn't he the sheriff of Nottingham in the oh. uh, Kevin Costner one? I, so, I didn't see the movie, yeah. but I did you see You can be that Kevin was... Costner. Yeah, you know? okay, good. Yeah. He's probably... Uh, I don't know. Ooh, I was about to say he's probably like one of those conservative guys. You know, one of those guys who you grew up with as a kid as like some big star in Hollywood, and then they turn out to be like super conservative. But maybe not. I don't want to put that on him. Maybe he's been a good guy. No, why would you say that? You don't know that. You don't. Know I that. don't know. I guess I'm just thinking of like Tim Allen and oh uh, yeah, other. Well, you other remember guys. Kevin Kevin Costner and all his like tool themed jokes and like how he grew up. <laughs> yeah, that's why. He, right, he always back. goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> he had that sitcom with the 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 adorable uh, three boys. Yeah, I remember that one. Ha 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 ha. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, I just typed Kevin Costner politics into Google and the. The first article says Kevin Costner rejects his 
quote, Republican actor, quote, label. Uh, so that's got to be... Hmm. Uh, wow, that's gotta more... be there's gotta be some reason right um... okay Pete we should probably talk about this off mic but I think a bonus episode could be a Kevin Costner uh, deep dive you know we could go deep on his uh, <laughs> personnel <laughs> oh hey wait like. Kevin Kevin Costner endorses Democratic presidential candidate why he's backing Buttigieg oh interesting well we're not gonna get into this on here Andrew but that seems People like that was a misstep too yeah. um oh man criticizing the Trump and oh oh okay oh well he's probably just some centrist you know what I mean uh I mean clearly centrist if he's backing Mayor Pete anyway um that's Kevin <laughs> Costner um look we we bookended it Andrew we started talking about <laughs> Macaulay Culkin, and we end it talking about yet another star from our childhood, Kevin Costner. Just Who's wondering the guy, how they're all doing, you know. I asked you this last week. Uh, who is the guy? I saw the Robin Hood is more more recent. The guy from Gladiator. What is that guy's name? I can't. Russell Crowe. Yeah, Russell he's Crow. a real piece of trash. Yeah. Yeah, he should, that... he's got to rest in trash. Russell Russell Crowe definitely has should rest in trash. <laughs> That's the one that I saw, and it was just like not. It was just basically Gladiator with in England. You know, it was like okay, whatever. Yeah, that's one where they probably would want to play up the uh, Crusader background, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> unfortunately, that, that is something we it, discovered too, didn't we, Andrew? That uh, was that in some iterations of Robin Hood, he actually himself fought in the Crusades <laughs> in the Middle East uh, and then came back. I don't remember that movie uh, really at all. I just remember it was really violent, and I was like, oh, this is the same as Gladiator, so... Uh, yeah, but not exactly. as but not as good, you know. Just, like, just more, he's wearing more green or whatever. You yeah, know what I mean? right. It's like yeah. a bad version of Gladiator. Yeah, yeah. I do like that movie, even if he should rest in trash. I do like the movie, but anyway, rest in trash. We, though we got to well, get out of Andrew, here, Andrew. We got to get out of here. You're right. Um, but listeners, you should tune in next time, unless you get another friend, of course. That's right. Uh, in which case, you're going to want to tune into the podcast called uh, the Boston Three Party. Right, that's where they review three-player board games and they talk about the events leading up to the American Revolution. Kind of yeah, you know, might seem like an odd pairing at first uh, until you realize that a lot of the guys who play board games are the kind of guys who are probably big into the American Revolution. You know what I mean? Nick, right. um, let's just, just say Russell Crowe types. No, I'm just kidding. He's Australian. I wonder. I whoa, wonder whoa. if he. Um, I wonder if he like has adopted like. <laughs> Uh, the reverence of the of the founding fathers or whatever since coming over here. I don't know. I feel like you're digging into guys who play board games, so careful there because we're. Yeah, all... I know. Listen, guys who you know no, who it's, you it's are. Guys who play board games who have more than one friend is what you're saying. They're, yeah, they're, not they're the real yeah. problem, right? Yeah, they're, they're not the real problem. Yeah. Not you, not you, faithful listener. We love you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean?